The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Richard, great to be here with you. Great to be with you, Darren. Can I just say, before we start this time, I've got no idea what you've got in mind there, but isn't it great when we get the questions? I know some of the questions you pick out are from other sources, but by and large, they're from people who've contacted us, and we really appreciate them. They're fantastic questions we're getting, so thank you all very much for sending in your questions, your points, your comments. You're making this show what it is. Absolutely. I mean, it's great to see people engaging with the teachings and even with mm. the practices and, Indeed. and bring questions to the table as well. Mm. Um, I've got an interesting one here today, I think, um, one that really stood out to me and I wanted to bring you to the show. This person says, in one word, what does spirituality mean to you? And I love that because I thought, yeah, it's, it's totally true. I mean, when people talk about being spiritual or, you know, saying that they're a spiritual person, what do they, what do they really mean, actually? What are, they, what are they talking about when they say that? And I think there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of different points that came out of this discussion. You know, some people talked about truth. Some people said, well, it's about love or about a connection or it's about a greater awareness um, or it's about inner peace. And I thought, okay, there's a lot to unpack there in terms of okay, mm. what, do we, what do we really mean or what does spirituality really mean? It's, I mean, I'm going to come up with a word that hasn't been... They're all oh, good yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. But the word you'd have to use now, and it's the third freedom <laughs> in the yeah. nine freedoms, and it's service. Yeah, totally. And that's the revolutionary point yeah. now. Yeah. And it's, it should be... I mean, a lot of people say, well, that's pretty obvious. But actually, I've had somebody come up to me quite recently, a brand-new person at a meeting, and say, look, I go to lots of places, and I'm now coming to you... And they're all telling me what they can do for me. Mm. And you're telling me what I can do for others. Absolutely. And yeah. that's a, a, an essential facet of spirituality. And then you can look at the other things like gaining peace, finding truth, all the other things that are part of it, because there are many parts of it. But they all add to that service that you give in the end. And in yeah. the end, now a person is defined by their service, the service they give. Service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. Yeah, I think, um, you know, coming to this point about service, I think, you know, it's, it's when we look at, you know, these other points about what is the essence of love and what is the essence of truth, okay, your realization of oneness and how this oneness is born, um, this true love for all things that could, because of your deep realization, and then what is mm. the natural product of that? Mm. Um, um, yeah, and, and I mean, uh, you, it's interesting because love, the real love, is the, the energy of love, if mm. you like, is the second freedom. Mm. And you need that. You, you, yeah. you won't be able to live a life of service, uh, pro, you know, predominantly service anyway, shall we say, yeah. without love. Because you won't have the motivating force to, to do it. Within you. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've seen a lot of people take to the path of service. I've seen many people take to the path of service and give fantastic service and then appear to run aground, to run out of motivation, to sort of lose it, you might say, go off and leave the path. Mm. And they do that, I believe, because they've stopped 
And it can happen to all of us, this tendency to, 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 to kind of lose yeah. the motivation at times. And we have to keep that flame burning and we feed it with love. So you need the love, absolutely. It's an energy we all need to fuel the flame of service. Well, just going, uh, you know, let's go through the, the one just before that. Let's go back to bravery. Absolutely, yeah. That's <laughs> just, a very spiritual thing, bravery. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. I suppose you could say spiritually is defined by the nine freedoms. That's the definition mm. of spirituality now. Mm, absolutely. Mm. And I, I, it makes me think about the relationship as well between bravery and love. Because, yeah. you know, if we think about the opposite of bravery being fear, I mean, mm. can you really love if you're in a state of fear? You know, and, yeah, uh, it is. It, you're right. Because the first four freedoms, well, actually, we're told that the beginning they're not necessarily given in order of importance right the, okay. so yeah. i think this must apply particularly to the first four mm. or certainly the first three mm. you you know you need bravery always you know even after you manifest love well while you give service uh, it's a fine truth mm-hmm. uh, to break free from the imprisonment of psychic inability. You know, that there's a fear of our own psychic abilities that a lot of people have. Yeah, we see. need bravery to break free of that. Bravery to recognize truth. Bravery to change your life when even your closest people in your life don't want you to, to yeah. do the right thing, which yeah. will happen yeah. at some point. You know, and you're karmically fortunate if it doesn't happen. Let's put it that way. Um, so bravery is a very spiritual thing if it's applied again in love and service. I think one other way you know, we can look at this term of nine freedoms is that these later freedoms, certainly, they give these amazing examples, you know, in interplanetary existence and Saturnian existence, solar existence, of beings who are doing something extremely spiritual, which mm-hmm. is this constant service, to, uh, in the case of the sun, for example, to all life in the Absolutely, solar system. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe we can talk about a little bit you know, about their example and what, you mm. know, how they give real meaning to what spirituality is about in the world. Well, they don't, uh, you know, from, <laughs> they don't go off on vacation, let's uh, put yeah, it that way, okay. or else, you know, we'd all yeah. be in trouble. That life would die in the solar system. Mm. They are totally dedicated, and they're totally dedicated also to their what you might say, their master, yeah. which is the Logos of the Sun. Mm. And they're totally in tune with their, the Logos of the Sun. They are, they are actually the rays of the Sun. I'm now talking about the beings who, who inhabit the Sun, are its very radiance, its very radiance, uh, rays, I'm sorry. There is an attunement on all the other planets, on Mars, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, um, you know, obviously especially Saturn, but all of them in this solar system with their own Logos which we don't have on Earth. You know, we have a bit of ecology, but we don't do ecology for the most part for the sake of Mother Earth. We do it for the sake of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And people always say, I'm doing this for my grandchildren and my children. Yes, oh, so what about somebody else's children, somebody else's grandchildren? Never mind, the best motive you could have for ecology is for the Mother Earth herself. Yeah. And this attunement with, with the Logos of our planet is a massive spiritual deficit. You know, we need that. That that lack is is very, very poor. Ha- will have to be rectified. And the ancient Greeks who worshipped Gaia, Mother Earth, were absolutely way ahead of any church who worships even the beloved Master Jesus or any organization that worships even Sri Krishna or even the l- 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 Lord Buddha or whatever it might be, all of which is a wonderful thing to do, mm-hmm. to praise these great beings. But it falls short of Gaia, the Mother Earth, who is even greater, as they would be the first to know, mm-hmm. than they are. 
So not just because of her advancement, because but because of also what we owe to her. We owe to her. We are mm. part of her fabric. We are little moats on her. She is a living being, a living, breathing intelligence. So at the core of spirituality, just as it is on other planets, would have to be our relationship with our logos, with the Mother Earth, and what we're doing about that. In the Ethereum Society, we are doing something definite about it mm. through the missions we perform. Uh, I'm not saying nobody's doing anything because there are people who revere Mother Earth, I'm pleased to say, and, and worship and praise her. Mm. But it should be every man, woman and child on Earth because without her, we wouldn't have experience as we know it. Mm. And also, of course, the sun. Because without the sun, we wouldn't have life as we know it at all. We are solidified sunlight. It's interesting way because you know a lot of people would look and say, "Well, that's just that's a, that seems very primitive to think about." They would. <laughs> it seems almost unscientific mm. in a way, yeah, doesn't it? It does. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the sophisticated uh, scientific brain can be. I'm not being dogmatic here. The most limited one. Mm. But there again, there are people who've entered the field of science and through that science have discovered religion, God, mm. or even a Taoist belief or whatever it might be yes. because they've seen, some of them anyway, um, the fabric of creation cannot be haphazard. There is a design there. Um, and, and there are those who've seen this sort of ecological balance of Mother Earth is beyond chance um, and the life as we know it I mean, we talk about life, um, you know, beyond this world, and there are now, we know, planets in what they call the habitable zone yeah. uh, outside of this solar system, where, which could be capable of supporting life, even as we know, intelligent yeah. life. So that idea where it's completely unique has gone, even as a theory, even as a scientific theory. But, of course, they, they, can't, they don't stretch their minds, and this is a gross limitation, to life beyond, um, you know, the, our own physical type of existence. And that's, again, is just because of an assumption. It's not science. Right. It's an assumption that the only life that w could exist is life as we know it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I think we, we often give... Um I mean, obviously, I, I, I am a massive supporter of science, but I think we sometimes we over-credit it with yeah. this understanding of the universe, whereas I think any real scientist will say that this is a process of inquiry and discovery, mm. and there is so much yet more to discover um, yeah. that, we, that, that they have not been able to explain yet or discover yet. And I think yeah. we need to... It's a process, isn't it? I mean, we only have to look back 50 years, 100 years, 500 years to see that our scientific understanding of the world was so limited. And by extension, how much, how limited must it still be today? Yeah, I mean, I did an interview some years ago on, on a pro station in Britain called LBC. Oh, yeah. And the other guest was the person we call in this country the Astronomer Royal, oh, yeah. which is like the most senior. His name is Martin Rees. I'm oh, not yeah. sure whether he still is. He might be. I think he might be in the House of Lords. I don't really know. Mm. But at that time, he was doing an interview, and the interviewer was really hoping to get a big... Barney going between me and him oh, yeah. about life on other planets. And he said, well, there could be life on Mars, there could be life on Jupiter, there could be life on Saturn, which disappointed the interviewer a lot. <laughs> I, I don't think he meant life in the way that yeah, I would sure, believe sure, as life. Sure, but he, did, yeah. he was open to life on all those planets. Mm. And I said, what about the sun? And he drew the line there, which we wouldn't draw the line even there. Sure. But, yes, science, some scientists are very much moving 
you might say, in a spiritual direction, mm. because they have to. Don't mm. think it's a question of choice. It's a question of things that can't be explained. I mean, how can you talk about 96% of the universe being invisible, invisible matter, dark matter, dark energy, and still not believe in invisibility, in invisible energy and life. You can't, mm. an invisible matter, mm. which one time would have been completely ruled out by some scientists as, yeah. a, as a thing. Right, right. I think, um, you know, just bring it to, back to one of these, another one of these words here. So we talked about love. Um, so the next one that someone had here was awareness. I wonder, you know, as their word for spirituality, I wonder mm. if unpack that a little bit. I mean, to mm. what extent do we, is awareness really kind of um, the essence of what we're talking about here? It's, it's crucial. I mean, the essence of what we're talking about, I'm going to come back to this, is service. Right. Uh, and you, uh, you mentioned the sun. The sun doesn't go off, as I'm sure it could do, mm -hmm. uh, into some sort of yeah. state of awareness and focus on that. Yeah. What it focuses on is enabling all life in this solar system and helping life outside of this solar mm. system. So that's true spiritual. That's the greatest being we really feel, as you might, if you might yeah. say, the radiation's from, and it's demonstrating service. But awareness, of course, enables you to serve more, and service makes you become more aware. Because yeah. you, you used a word earlier, experience. Yes, and yeah. that's absolutely critical. Of course, the big mark of spirituality is giving up your free will. Mm. Extremely unpopular on Earth. It's an absurdity on other planets mm. that people would choose free will. They don't choose free will. They know that it doesn't lead you anywhere. They, they know that it leads you, that, that, you know, leads you away from freedom. They are two opposites. Um, it it's doesn't mean you're not doing what you want, by the way. In fact, you are doing what you really want, yeah, what your what higher you, self what really, you really yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it means that you're not doing it just because I want to. I want to do this. You know, a lot of people on Earth, all they want to do is assert themselves and their free will. I chose this, for better or for worse. You know the song, My Way? <laughs> you know, and it's, a, it's a, actually a good song, isn't it? I mean, and very well sung yeah, by Frank yeah. Sinatra. So yeah, it, yeah. it's not about that. But, you know, it is one of the most popular songs I've, I hear at a funeral in Britain and maybe in other countries. Because I think people just like the way I did it my way, even if it's really bad for them, mm, even if others, it really yeah. went badly wrong for them. Mm. I asserted my ego, my whatever, and this was me, and I, etc. Yeah, and that. all of that, it, the, art, the real, the spiritual person does it God's way. Huh, Not yeah. my way, but God's way. Play that not, at my funeral, please. That's the next yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who'll sing that one. Yeah. But not, be, you know, not because they might not call it God. I mean, I might call it karmic way, you know, as opposed mm. to the karaoke way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, you know, they, they'll go down their own path um, rather than going down the right path. It, it might be the one I want. It might not be the one I want at the moment, but it's the one I will want yeah. because it's in tune with my higher self. And the higher self is the direction we're headed. Yeah, I think it's good clarification because a lot of people think, well, if we're giving up my free will, am I just sort of like handing my life over to someone else? How do I know that's the right thing? Is that the right path? But I think what you're saying here is it's being more in tune with our own higher self yeah. and the direction of that through our life. Yeah. And ultimately, uh, you know, in tune with karma and with God's will, I suppose, yeah. for our life rather than, 
um, you know, thinking that there's some per some other person or some other organisation that you're yeah. about to hand over. Now, in to. the end, it's all about union with God. Yes, that's what okay. yoga means. Yeah. And the original title, of, well, we still have it today. A little booklet called "Contact Your Higher Self," which you're talking about through yoga, mm. and that's the journey. And the ultimate destination is to be one with God, to know God, to, to be united with God, to know that I am God, I am divine. But the pathway there now is service, and yeah. it really, really works. Mm. And prayer really, really works. You don't stand up and pray for yourself, or some people do actually, but that's not the, the best way to do it. Yeah. You do it for the, the people who need it. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever that cause may be. And that, that really works for them. But it really works for you too. So because it brings us internal spiritual transmutation. You know, in, in the second freedom, um, it's stated by Mars Sector 6 that if you um, really, uh, and this is from my memory now, sure, sure. if you really manifested love correctly, you'd manifest it through the heart center, the throat center, and the Christ center in balance. Mm. Um, you know, it's not that the lower centers are of themselves wrong. They're essential. Right. It's that they're overused or wrongly used. I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. an imbalance. Yeah. We are driven, really, most for the most part on Earth, by the lower centers, the psychic centers in the solar plexus and below, right. generally. We need to rectify that balance. And the best way to do that is through service and prayer and, you know, giving others and then supporting that with the practice. It, it, it's just like a beautiful synergy. Yeah. You know, you, you're, you're raising the energies higher, which enables you to be motivated to serve more and more effective in your service. And then by your services, service, I'm sorry, you'll raise the energies higher as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, but what, what the service does, it adds the missing element in the old practices uh, on the whole, which is the physical, concrete element, which is why they went to such tremendous lengths. I mean, you're not going to be tempted by money if you haven't got any. So they picked up the begging bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not going to be tempted by um, sex if you're not in the company of whichever sex it is that particularly attracts yeah, you, right. and so on. This was known, there's a logic to it, and they okay. went out of their way to isolate themselves yeah. from all forms of temptation, yeah. and it was a shortest route to advancing themselves. But sooner or later, all these things, all these basic elements, these activations of the lower centres out of balance, not in balance, because we need the, the balanced activation of them, yeah. that... Um, is, will have to be transmuted and risen. You know, the, the, every transmission, I, I get off topic a bit, but there's one or two transmissions that were given through Dr. King mm -hmm. by being from Jupiter, mainly one called Jupiter Sector 9-2. Yeah. Possibly only by him, I'm not sure of that, but mainly, certainly. And the most common word in it is rise. Mm. Which is actually why we have a, a meditation oh, album, album yeah, music yeah, called yeah. Rise, yeah. because it's, you know, it, was, it was named after that. But it's all about rising, raising the energies. And that's really, in one way, another word for transmutation. Yeah. You know, if you, people say, I want to rise above my problems, or, or rise above this, or rise above this dispute, or exactly. what have you. Yeah, yeah. And, and they do it generally, people including me, I've done this myself, through detaching from it at that moment. Mm -hmm. But it's not enough. 
Detachment might be essential. I was on a, on, a, on a TV show not so long ago when somebody pulled a stunt, and it was an annoying stunt. It could have been annoying, but there's no point getting annoyed on TV. Yeah. So, therefore, you have to detach and mm. just get on with it and, you know, and so on. But in the end, though, if there is annoyance, if there is frustration, if there are desires and so on, whatever it might be, they all have to be transmuted for you to really enter. And so I would say the person with the begging bowl in some future life mm. will have to come back without the begging bowl and still fully transmute yeah. materialistic desire. Yeah, yeah. If only to prove that they can still do that within the context of... of for their own the sake, actually. Exactly. Not for, you know, just yeah. to, dem to, to master, to transmute. Yeah. Yes. You know, you don't ma transmute an energy that you've blocked off. Exactly. It, it gets you, maybe, I'm sure it got them to a certain level. It did in certain mm. cases, to a very high level. But in the end, they have to come out of the retreats, out of the caves... Uh, and they have to give service. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a very deep point, actually. I'm sure people can find a way to relate that to their own life. You mm. know, the fact that, you know, these things, they can't just be detached from, they have to be transmuted. Yeah. Um, just bring it back to another word here. What, what place do you think there is then for, you know, this person has described inner peace and tranquility? And we talked there a little bit about, you know, how it's essential to go within. But this, this inner peace, is there, you know, how does that relate? In I think it's very, very important, as a matter mm. of fact. Mm. Um, you know, it's something you have to be willing to give up. Let me just okay. say that. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. But yeah. you can't give it up if you haven't found it, can you? Mm. You're not giving it up then, are mm. you? Mm, 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 mm. So you have to find it and leave it. Okay. This concept we have, yes. because also the deepest and highest state of peace is yeah. an enlightened state. Yeah. So the, there's, at that level the two become pretty similar. Um, but you have to leave it. And you knowingly, when you enter peace, you know you're not going to dwell in it. And by the way, you shouldn't want to beyond a certain point. And if you do want to, and some have, try to maintain their level of peace, maintain the level of bliss they've attained, and never leave it, and there are some people who even teach that, um, then I think they, have a, you know, they won't advance beyond a certain point. Um, there is, in one of the freedoms here, a mention of people on this earth who, and it's stated, I think, in this way, the energy is still warm I in see. certain centres. Yeah. And I would say that's because they haven't yet detached sufficiently and transmuted it sufficiently and moved on to another level. And it could be because they're still bathing in the blissful state the, that it brings... Um, the great inner peace that it brings, the powers that it brings, all those things ultimately have to be controlled, detached from and transmuted. Uh, but the, the person who enters peace, there should come a point where they're, they're really not at peace. Yes. They, they, yeah. uh, because of the, what's going on in the world, totally. they, they actually are awakened and they, you know, they, they, they have to engage. Now, I have actually, this might sound really odd, this... I have, in a, in, my, in a very humble, small way, because I have not been there, but I have a certain empathy for people who were taught through the, the millennia that you, when you enter nirvana, you amalgamate with God or Brahma or yeah. whatever you wish to call it. Um, and that's it. You're then you know, absorbed into the universal state of being and never will you leave it. I have empathy with them because... If they get advanced enough, they might well expect that to happen. Now, mm. for most people, it's not a problem. 
because they never get there. Mm. So it's, you <laughs> yeah. know, frankly, yeah. Yeah. so it's motivating them to get there, yeah. and that's probably why it was yes. allowed to yes. go on. I see the point. But yeah. if you actually did get there, you're expecting never to have to engage again. You might leave your physical body and project from it and think it doesn't really matter. I'm, le- I'm going to absorb back into the... You don't have a concept of transmutation of all matter at, the, yeah, at yeah. that time. Yes, yeah. I'm going to absorb back into the universal oneness. Mm. What does it matter? Mm. And then you find, oh, oh uh, actually, no. I don't know how long it might take. It might take, for all I know, you might remain mm. in that state for years. Um, I, you know, intermittently or permanently, I just don't know, or on mm. another realm, mm. and then you'll sort of realise, oh gosh, no, actually, it goes on. I have to leave this. Yeah. But you weren't taught that. Yes. And you had that teaching was permitted in certain places and went on, and you'll still find it today, and it's not true. That's what the nine freedoms tells us. Right. We leave nirvana, as it was called, or cosmic consciousness, or heaven. True heaven isn't the place after death. It's an inner state. Mm. Um, we leave, that's why the keys of St. Peter are the keys to your inner self. Yeah, St. Peter was a great, and still is, of course, uh, he's not from this world, but a great, great mystic. And not, not as he's depicted at all in, in the... That's one big historical era, sure. the way yeah. he's depicted. So th- these are, this is a great state, but you go into it on the basis... I mean, this isn't permanent. So the answer, long-winded answer to the question, yes, you do need inner peace. You, you, you really need it to, to, to bring peace. Mm. You know, if you're praying and you're angry or you're jealous while you're, or you're emotional, it will discolour the energy of your prayer. Right, right. First cometh the angel peace, says the Master Jesus in the Twelve Blessings, to make way for the goddess love. So you need to find peace, but you need to also know when to leave it. Yeah, that's a really deep insight. Um, and, and, and I think it, what, it, what it also tells me is that not only is service right, but it also kind of emphasizes the inevitability of it in a way. And that kind of brings us back you know, to this one word concept, what is spirituality really about? All of these roads are either with the motive of or lead us to service. I mean, that's, you know what I love? I love the fact they all come together. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, you, you, together, you, there yeah. isn't like a conflict. Exactly. Like when I'm concentrating on myself and my own development, I'm doing it because I know this will enable me to serve more. Exactly, yeah. And so, therefore, it's not a selfish activity mm. if it's done in the right way at the right time to the right degree. Exactly. And then when you come out, you know that's... Uh, you know, going to lead you to next time to a higher state of, of enlightenment or peace or mm. bliss or whatever mm. you want to call it. And it's, it's a total, complete concurrence of these two aspects of going within and then going without. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Hey everybody, it's Darren here. Thanks for tuning into the show. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe for more wisdom from the Nine Freedoms. If you'd like to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 by Dr. George King, go to our website, that's ethereus.org. Richard and I love hearing from you, receiving your comments, your questions, on your spiritual experiences, and talking about them on the show. So do write to us, share them with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. See you next time.